0: Welcome to Still Buffering, a cross-generational guide to the culture that made us. I am Riley Smurl. I'm Sydney McElroy.
1: And I'm Taylor Smurl.
0: And we gotta go back, back, back to
2: school again. No, 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 Sid, we
1: already did that. We're not doing we that again. We did that episode. Oh, yeah. no whoa. No.
0: I gotta go. No, we did this for you. I know. We did this for you just like two weeks ago. I know.
2: It's just back to school time, it seems. I don't think there is any song more relevant to the beginning of the school year, like culturally for all of us, like a collective cultural moment, than back to school from Greece, 2, right? Like that—that that is what everybody thinks of when it's time to go back, right?
0: You know, I can't think of another back to school song, but I definitely wasn't thinking of that one. So... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, nothing over over that song. Nothing over that song? I, I guess most of the
2: songs focus on, like, school being over.
0: Yeah, there's a good one from High School Musical too, but it's about summertime. Mm. Mm. School's out. Scream and shout.
2: Or just school's out for summer.
0: Oh, that one too, but I was That's, thinking of High School Musical.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, It's <being laughs> a little more prominent. <laughs> I just... <laughs> I just wonder when seeing the back to school section at like my Walgreens isn't going to give me a moment of panic when I remember, hey, I've been out of school for over a decade and a half. It's they can't make me go back, but I still see it and go, no, no, not yet. Oh, n- never again.
0: See, I I walk into like Target or something and I see the back to school section. I'm like, ooh, school supplies, yay, finally. Uh, it's it's
2: you know as a parent I will tell you that this back to school season has been the worst one yet I believe that <laughs> yeah I imagine uh the um in West Virginia they are refusing to make masks mandatory in schools they said it's up to the I love this idea of passing the buck to like lower levels of government as if like we know our Because we know more about our community, because we're like a county school board, we know more about a deadly virus than the CDC. Mm -hmm. It's a weird assumption, you know, as if this virus will affect kids in one of the too many counties in West Virginia different than the kids in a different too many county in West Virginia. You know Mm -hmm. what
0: I mean? Mm hmm.
1: Well, and also when you're like so close to each other, I mean, isn't there like if one people if one group is doing something that's gonna affect the people right next door?
0: <laughs> like, uh huh.
2: Well, the viruses don't really care what county or
1: state. Well, there are 55 counties
0: in. here. They, like, they they can only be so big.
1: They get to the yeah. border of that county, like, oh, whoa, no, sorry, viruses can't cross <laughs> the border.
2: This is personal freedom country. <laughs> you can't come here,
1: virus. Personal freedom reigns. That's fair. I respect that. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> virus is like, oh, sorry. Oh, my bad.
2: Sorry. I'll, realize. I'll respect your personal freedom. If that was what it took, I would have been on the personal freedom bus a long time ago. You know? Mm-hmm. If you could repel a virus with the strength of your personal freedom. <laughs>
1: just seems like I feels like if there's any risk that it's like these are like kids can't get the vaccine so like this is our most endangered population like you think just a little risk would make up that decision for people I don't know
2: that, that's what I said well that was my point at the school board meeting like it no the numbers won't be overwhelming of kids that are harmed but like is is it one enough yeah is it one I mean my, I'm just talking about masks by the way yeah. I'm not like shutting down the school no. system I'm talking masks. about masks
0: My my university is all people old enough to be vaccinated, not like vulnerable children. And we're required to wear masks at every indoor facility, no matter if you're vaccinated or not. Like, how how are we doing better as a campus of a bunch of adults that's like 60 percent vaccinated than schools full of small children?
1: The city of New York entirely. You can't do anything inside without proof of vaccination or mask but proof of I vaccination right now uh, my favorite was when the comic-con just announced their updated policies that vaccination will be required and if you have somebody that's young to get vaccinated they have to have a test basically like one of those immediate tests like in the last whatever yeah, however many mm-hmm. hours and re- seeing the angry replies about people because comic-con has no refund policy <laughs> just Oh no! shutting Ooh. everybody down like sorry no refunds you can sell your tickets if you want <laughs> Like, oh, my wow. goodness. That was my moment of Zen, was reading angry comments on the Comic-Con post.
2: Wow. It's hard, because, like, I'm so frustrated at people who won't get vaccinated, but then I also simultaneously want to recognize, like, what a massive public health failure it mm-hmm. is that we haven't educated people enough, that we haven't been able to overcome that. because we're be, still in
0: this place. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like,
2: there are always going to be the holdouts. There always have been, right? Like, the, the hardcore anti-vaxxers who, like...
0: haven't been vaccinated against anything yeah and believe like that we're
2: implanting microchips in them and things like that like there are going to be a certain contingent that you just it's too far they're too Mm -hmm. far gone you can't reach them but usually the majority are in that sort of like well um, talk to me a little bit more about Mm -hmm. that i'm a little nervous and like you can reach them that's what like studies tell us that and so why haven't we because the vaccine works and it's not dangerous, so why haven't we gotten that message? No man, and it's free.
0: I'm like, I'm ready to line up and get my third dose. Give it to yeah. me. I'll get Do I need twelve. It? Give it to me.
1: Can I get? <laughs> yeah. Just. <laughs> <laughs> One
0: of them all. I, One of them twice. <laughs> I will say I did appreciate the subtle message of when freshmen were moving in on campus there was the tent where you had to have a negative test to move in if you weren't already vaccinated. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was the tent where they did the rapid nose swabs. And then you had, they also had a tent right next to it that was giving out free vaccines. And I love the subtle message of like, you're away from home. You're an adult, you're independent, get a vaccine. (laughs)
2: this could vac- be your first act of rebellion yeah. well, they
0: said they vaccinated a good amount of freshmen when they were moving in i mean between the nose swab or the shot i would say
1: the shot hurts a lot less
0: yeah that nose i, swab I is agree invasive. <laughs> and i agree they uh when you get regular tested at my campus they do the spit one mm-hmm. but i will say the mental pain of having to sit in a room full of other people And produce enough saliva to fill up an entire tube while you're just sitting there spitting into a tube. Oh, that is worse than the shot. (laughs) It's horrible because it's way more saliva than you think it is. Because they're like, well, the bubbles don't count. Gotta keep going. It's so it's so bad. Wow. Oh. It's awful. The shot hurts less. So just get the shot, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Just please,
2: please, (laughs) please get the shot. I'm so tired. Of I'm all so this. tired. I know. And I know there are other people who are more tired for better reasons, but
1: I'm just so yeah. tired. Please oh, yeah. get the shot. And we're, we're lucky to have the shot available. It's you can walk into any like pharmacy at this point. Mm-hmm. Just get it. There was a bus on my street giving $100. No questions asked if you get your vaccine.
2: <laughs> I, I read an, and this was like just in a group. On Facebook, so I don't I don't know the veracity of this or mm-hmm. not, but it was an anecdote about someone who kept going to those like <laughs> incentive programs yeah. to like get the cash or the gift card or whatever was being handed out, yeah. and had gotten like twenty COVID vaccines. Oh my god! I don't know if this is true. I was like somebody posting this. I'm like, mm, yeah.
0: I mean, but maybe <laughs> West Virginia gave out hundred dollar prepaid cards to anyone between eighteen and thirty six that got vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I got one. I mean, I took it.
2: I get asked that question frequently where where I work at the... What do I get? Sh- at the shelter for people experiencing homelessness. Mm-hmm. I, I get asked not infrequently, like, are you all giving out those vaccines and the gift cards and stuff here? <laughs> so I wonder. I mean,
0: mm-hmm. so anyway. Maybe well. just even a sticker.
2: A sticker, sticker would be good. Mm-hmm. I just wanted, um, you know, immunity from... A potentially deadly virus. Well, yes, Cindy, virus. but that comes
0: with it always. <laughs> I got a That's button. That's just part of it. You know, see, Taylor got a button. That gave me a button. I didn't get anything. I I think the buttons, Except the, the stickers, arm. the
2: money,
1: the whatever, just uh, whatever, just please. Yeah, I, I, I will. I will clarify. I did not get it for the button. Um, I, the button was <laughs> <Right>. a surprise. I <laughs> didn't know it was coming. <laughs> they,
2: <laughs> I said, "Do you hand out buttons?"
0: And they said, "No." And I said, <laughs> "Well, F this. Buy. I'm leaving." I, I actually told a few people at work at my university in a meeting, they were trying to come up with like, how do we get freshmen vaccinated? And we have an event every year for freshmen called Build-A-Bison because our our mascot is a bison. Uh So we have a little like, it's like Build-A-Bear, but you build your own little stuffed bison um, that looks like our mascot. And it's adorable. And it's like everyone's favorite thing every year. And I said, tell them they can only get the Build-A-Bison if they're vaccinated. (laughs) Tell them they get one if they get vaccinated. They were like, well, no. And I was like, no, but they will. If you tell them they get a cute little stuffed Marco if they're vaccinated. I hope everybody's running
2: studies us. on this stuff because it's really interesting to me to see like both the sort of positive reinforcement efforts for doing it versus the negative reinforcement efforts for not, for not doing, doing it. it. Yeah. Like the, those two approaches play out and like which which one works better because I, I don't know. That's not my area of expertise. Wow. But
1: yeah, I, I always feel like positive reinforcement is the better Root, root. Maybe, maybe leading with just hoping that, like, look at the science, be afraid. I mean, that's sh- that was enough for me.
2: But. Yeah, that's the parenting approach I take, but I don't know.
0: <laughs> look, at <the> <laughs> look at the science, be science afraid. Be afraid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's actually written on there instead of like live, laugh, love in the wall of Sydney's house. That's actually like written in like a nice script with so like a little cottage beneath it. <laughs>
2: Look at That's the your parenting be approach. Be afraid. I meant positive reinforcement
0: <laughs> over negative reinforcement, but it really sounded like you meant "look at the signs,
1: be afraid." Can, can Justin but, make that a woodcraft for you to hang? Please? I was yeah. going to
0: say either
2: that or like we have had listeners over the years send me beautiful cross stitches that now I have up in my office, all over my walls mm-hmm. at home, and I really want to cross stitch like in the "live, laugh, love" font. Yeah, that says "look at the science, be afraid." Be afraid. <laughs> With little like flowers or hearts, yeah,
1: a little sand dollar maybe.
2: <laughs> uh, that's
1: uh, I, I don't want know. that on a t-shirt. Yeah, this has been your public service announcement. <laughs>
0: we're gonna look we'll at the go. science be afraid. Anyways, Gravity Falls. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, that's what we're talking that's about a, this week. The heck yes. of a transition. Yeah, I anyway. Gravity
2: Falls. Gravity Falls is great. It is. Yes.
0: Um if you're unfamiliar, you should be familiar. But if you're not, um it's a cartoon that started on TV in 2017. Is that correct?
2: Is it not older than no, that? No,
0: 2014. Okay. Sorry, 2014. Wow, I did not realize it started that long ago cuz I started watching it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. Um but it is about twins Dipper and Mabel that move with their grunkle Stan. For the summer and in, in the small town of uh, Gravity Falls, and and mysteries ensue.
2: Sort of a Twin Peaks vibe. Yeah, but yeah. like not so gory.
0: Like for kids.
2: <laughs> Twin Peaks for kids. <laughs> Twin, Peaks. Twin Peaks
0: for kids. It kind of fits. Uh, yes, can, that's exactly. Can how you imagine described. that pitch?
1: It's Twin Peaks for kids. <laughs> what sold? Trust me. <laughs> Uh, it kind of reminded me, I don't know, this this might be before, it's before your time, Riley, but Sid, do you remember Erie, Indiana? hmm It's kind of that, I that same vibe, where some of the stuff was a little bit disturbing for a child, but then also it was the same, like, weird town where weird stuff happens. It's very... Yes. Like an eclectic array of, of horror themes and sci-fi themes.
2: Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite motifs, really. Yeah. Especially set in the Pacific Northwest. Twin Peaks. Yeah. He's like Twin Peaks.
0: (laughs) It really is. (laughs) That's my aesthetic. (laughs) Um, I gotta say, though, this is gonna sound... You're gonna think I'm joking, but I tried to think, why was I so drawn to this show when I was younger? Because it was coming out at a time where, like, I guess I was starting high school Mm -hmm. in, in 2014. So, like, I wasn't necessarily still watching Cartoon Network as often. But... When it first aired, there was a lot of, like, uh, advertising for it that centered around, like, ciphers and puzzles. And then as it continued, like, there'd be, like, special episodes that, like, there were ciphers online. And then there was the whole book that came out that had all the puzzles in it that told you secrets about Gravity Falls. The fact that there were puzzles Mm. involved, like, for me, not just in the show, but for me, that was a a big deal.
2: So, is this... Is this the key to your fandom for anything? Like yeah, you Taylor like Taylor Swift because of all the puzzles,
0: Gravity
2: Falls of all the puzzles,
1: very yeah. specific and I don't, I, uh, not often found element of fandom. I feel. Like.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I like the ones that have puzzles.
0: I like puzzles. <laughs> I do.
2: <laughs> the what's that have puzzles?
0: Anything? Anything. <laughs> I love those little things you can get at Walmart that are like the true crime cases that you can like solve, it, like. The fake ones that you can solve in, like, 30 minutes? Love those. Yeah. The things on the back of, like, the Happy Meals boxes that your kids get that have little, like, jumbles or crosswords? Love them. Do you remember we used to carry
2: that deck of, like... They were like detective cards in our car, yes. Justin
0: and I. And they we were would, logic games. Like they were like lateral riddles. thinking kind yeah. of
2: puzzles. Like oh, yeah. they'd give you clues and then you had to solve the case based on just like a tiny bit of information. And you could ask yes or no questions.
1: And what were those? we used to do those on road trips. Yes. Yes. They were, yeah, I remember they were always in like the lower compartment on the door, mm-hmm. on the passenger yeah. side. I yeah. loved those. It those was called like 30 Minute I'll- Mysteries. I think that. that's yeah. it. Yeah, that sounds right. I think
2: that's what those were called. Man, wow! I want to get those. Again. I know. I don't I know if we those. still have them.
1: We probably threw them. Maybe it was yeah. three minute mysteries. Maybe it just took me thirty
0: minutes. <laughs> say, it always took me a long time. Some of them were really hard. Yeah, yeah. I realized that my love for logic games and puzzles like that is just it prepared me for the LSAT. That's all the LSAT is. It's just logic games and puzzles. Mm. Right. I should take it. So, <laughs>
1: yes. Someday Riley's going to disappear into that, like, one of those Cicada 3301 situations. You know, that, like, series of puzzles that was posted on, like, random message boards to, like, recruit very smart individuals. Oh, like, yeah?
0: Oh, Maybe it was a government, bad? a
1: government thing or a secret society. It's kind of an internet myth, but it did exist. There were puzzles that you could solve and it would lead you to places and, like... Oh. Yeah, so so when, when Riley disappears Uh-oh. and becomes some sort of super spy, well, <laughs> or
0: is oh, that man. what Taylor,
1: Taylor Swift is recruiting for?
0: <laughs> that's what Taylor's doing.
1: <laughs> oh, she's recruiting for a spy organization. Oh my gosh. The, I, I wouldn't be surprised. The video of Bad Blood is actually just like, like that's a recruitment video, right? Those are all yep. of her, her baddies that she's, she's gathered mm-hmm. that fight secret underground crime.
0: That's her spy squad. Yeah. Uh-oh.
2: Well, anyway, Gravity Falls. falls.
0: (laughs) Um, But yeah, I think that was why I was so drawn to it. And also it was one of those cartoons that you can watch as an adult. I went back Mm -hmm. and rewatched a lot of it and it's still very enjoyable. It's not like it's a show you have to watch with your kids. So it's just kind of on and you suffer through it. Like it's very enjoyable for adults. Yes,
2: it was. It it is a nice fit for our family because Justin and I both very much enjoy it. And it is enjoyable by both the age groups Mm -hmm. you know of my children so like it's a good fit some of the things like creep them out for a second but they're never scary you know what i mean like they have moments of like oh what is that okay i'm fine No.
1: What, yeah, I like that it's not, you know, sometimes those those cartoons that are fun for adults, but also enjoyable for kids. It's because you lob kind of dirty jokes that go over the kids' heads. Mm-hmm, and this doesn't mm-hmm. do that. It's it's just, no. there's some, like, smarter nuances that maybe only the older audiences can get. But it's really, it's not written, like, for two separate audiences. But, like, you just, the, I think the older you get, the more you could enjoy from it.
0: Yeah.
2: I think it... it it marks sort of, I mean, I I don't know the history well enough, certainly to, again, I have no expertise in this area, but to my thinking, it is one of the first of sort of that like renaissance of like children's shows where we had like cartoons that exactly like you said, Tay, could be enjoyed by kids and adults, but not for subversive reasons, for like really earnest Mm -hmm. reasons. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's so many of those today. Like, Mm most recently bluey i love watching bluey yeah, with, i love bluey. with the kids oh gosh it's so good and earnest and kind and funny and true and it's a cartoon mm-hmm. and it's dogs but it's great mm-hmm. <laughs> um and i feel like gravity falls was one of the early examples of this yes. where it was like we don't need to rely on like the kids won't get this one haha <laughs> nudge nudge it's it's just like wasn't this time of your life when you were a kid sort of weird and funny and magical Mm -hmm. and cool but also sad and scary sometimes and like here it is and you can get in touch with that yeah
1: Yeah. it's it's that recognition that like kids can actually understand more complicated concepts and adults aren't just entertained by like gross sex jokes (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's true that's true you you write a compelling story that's not offensive and lots of people can enjoy it
2: Now, if you can put some gross sex jokes in there, that's great too. But
1: that's fine for you. You know, everybody's different. If you're into that, I'm not shaming you.
0: (laughs) Sydney loves Family (laughs) Guy. There's the there's the truth. I'm kidding. No one no one here loves Family Guy. I'm kidding. It's okay. That's just the first. Well, yeah, yeah. that's one of those that come came to my mind when you talked about it's a cartoon, but. The, the way it gets at adults is because of like dirty jokes.
2: Well, I mean, Simpsons Family, Family Guy, yeah. like that really was mm-hmm. like sort of the this is how you do it. It's a cartoon, but then it has things in it where like you're just hoping the kids didn't notice. Yeah. I mean, because there really are like you don't want to watch watch those shows with little kids all the time. Hey, cause I, there are moments where it's like, do you want to explain this now?
0: <laughs> Scampy Mike showed me Family Guy when I was like four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I,
1: also I think like the 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 visual design of the of, of sometimes like adult animation it's very like kind of one note like we're not here to like mm-hmm. show you something cool and and like, gravity falls is a great design They're simplistic character mm-hmm. designs but the world building like the 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 concepts the, char- the the monsters and stuff they're so cool to look at like visually it's just such yes. a good show.
0: Yeah.
2: It is. It's very it it's very um like atmospheric. It makes you f- you feel what's happening it's yeah it's very affecting in a way that i agree you certainly don't get from like a a family guy type show yeah <laughs> this yes is, this is the episode where we compare gravity falls <laughs> to family Guy <laughs> in this fair. essay <laughs> <laughs> but I, I mean on this point though i think it is valid to talk about all these shows where like well, I guess if you're going to make cartoons for adults, this is what they have to look like. And Gravity Falls says, how about we make cartoons for everybody mm-hmm. uh, that everybody can enjoy? Mm-hmm. Which maybe they weren't the first to do it, but they were the first of like what I think of is when I started enjoying animation again. Because mm-hmm. yeah. for a long time, I didn't watch a lot of animation because it was just that. It was little kid stuff or gross sex jokes. Yeah. Yeah. I know went. that other stuff was out there it right. just I didn't know about it I, before I get angry emails like now hold on <laughs> it existed I know it was out there but this is my first mm-hmm. recognition of that
1: yeah. and I think that that was definitely around a time period where you kind of had a, a renaissance of a, a American animation taking place right because that was around like when Steven Steven Universe was what like 2013 2014
0: mm-hmm. like yeah. probably around the same yeah. time I mean,
1: Adventure Time had been going on, but I think like ad- as Adventure Time progressed, it got more uh, comfortable with nuanced topics, like uh, eclectic, weird animation. Like it definitely started to be more than than what it started out as.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, and I would say the same. I I, pro- I found Gravity Falls first, and Steven Universe later. But like, same thing goes. Mm-hmm. Anything I'm saying, I can say about Steven Universe. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, I want to talk more about the show itself. We haven't really gotten into the content of the show, but before we do that, let's check the group message. Oh, oh boy, It's your favorite time of the week. Oh boy. Do you all do you all love my pants? Oh. Do you love my pants? Yes, I'm
1: afraid to say no. Taylor, you sound uncertain. I love your pants. You don't love my pants? I I, I love your pants. Good.
2: You should love my pants. <laughs> Because I have the kind of pants that I can uh, get ready for work and put these on looking professional, stylish, like I know what I'm doing, like a real doctor. (laughs) But these pants easily transition to my home life when I'm playing with my kids or if I want to go... Not that we're going out a lot right now, but if I wanted to go out somewhere in a safe fashion, I could in these pants because they also um, feel great. And that's because they're Beta Brands Dress Pant Yoga Pants. For the first time, you can wear dress pants without having to sacrifice comfort, which is such a huge deal. I can't tell you how many times I've mentioned it before, but I would get to the end of a long work day and the first thing I would be thinking about when I get home is I got to take off my pants. Um, No more with Beta Brand Dress Pant Yoga Pants. Because while they feel like workout wear, they are dress pants. They're made of wrinkle-resistant stretch-knit fabric. So if you do have uh, a job like mine where you're moving around a lot, maybe you're like, sometimes I'm down on my knees checking out feet and stuff and moving around. And I'm, you know, playing with my kids when I get home and I'm not always necessarily able to keep wrinkles out of my clothes. I don't have to worry about that with Beta Brand Dress pant Yoga Pants because they still look great at the end of a long, busy day. Uh, and, Taylor, if our listeners want to get these great, great pants, what should they do? Well, right
1: now, our listeners can get 25% off their first order when you go to com slash buffering. That's 25% off your first order for a limited time at com slash buffering. Find out why people are ditching typical work pants for Beta brand's dress pant yoga pants. Go to betabrand.com slash buffering for 25% off.
0: So, as we've covered, I very much enjoy... Uh Interactive media, puzzles, quizzes, what have you. Um, And I also enjoy that when it comes to my skin care, my hair care, my body care, my self-care. I love when it's interactive, partly because it's fun, but also because I feel like I'm getting something that's more uh, tailored to me. Something that is for my hair or my taste in clothing or whatever it may be. Um, I'm not just getting something generic. I'm getting it for me. And that is why I use Function of Beauty because Function of Beauty makes it so you can take a quick but thorough quiz to tell them a little bit about your hair type, straight hair, wavy hair, curly, coily, your hair goals. uh, Maybe you want to lengthen your hair. I know for me, I focused on volumizing and oil control in my hair, making it so it's shiny and voluminous after every watch. Wash. Not every every watch. Um, (laughs) Oops. We know what you meant. You know what I meant. Um... And then after you take that quiz, Function of Beauty will send you your 100% customized formula along with a regimen card with recommendations on when and how to use your products. So in addition to your hair goals and your hair type, you can pick a color, you can pick a scent. Um, They come in very nice packaging and the little regimen card is great to tell you how you should be washing your hair because I know it's something I never thought about a lot. I kind of just like slathered some shampoo on, did the same with conditioner, rinsed it out, but it does a better job at telling you how to take care of your hair type with these products and function of beauty just launched launched its best in class subscriber program function with benefits. Subscribers get discounts on every order a free treatment and more. So Tay, if our listeners want to check out function of beauty, what should they do? Well, you can turn your good hair
1: days into a good hair life. If you go to function of com slash buffering to take your quiz and save 20% on your first order. So go to function of com slash buffering to let them know you heard about it from our show And to get 20% off your order. Once again, that's functionofbeauty.com slash buffering.
2: So when I told Charlie and Cooper that our assignment was to watch Gravity Falls, um, they were very excited. And Cooper immediately began demanding the pool episode. (laughs) And at first, I couldn't remember what she was talking about. She just kept saying, the pool one. I want a pool one. And I was like so i'm like flipping through the episodes pointing at like the little thumbnails like yeah that, that one which one that this one one. <laughs> <laughs> that it because uh, uh, it is remarkable a lot of times my kids will know like that one i yes. already know it's that one <laughs> um, always without knowing titles or anything uh but it's the one where mabel falls in love with the mermaid merman mer- mer- merboy of course yes mermando Mermando. Yes. yes, and that that was her favorite. Of she course. loved it. We And so before
1: I could start watching any other episodes, we watched that one three times.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I, I think that, you know, that, that was one thing that I do like about the show is that even though there's all this wacky stuff going on, there's also this sort of traditional narrative with both Mabel and Dipper of like Dipper sort of understanding what manliness is and like coming up against like what manhood is while Mabel also like encounters like different dating scenarios which I mean it's it's a little you know it's normative but it's also like the stuff that a lot of people would be dealing with like in that sense it's very much a, a classic coming-of-age tale
0: mm-hmm. yeah especially in the in the earlier episodes especially with Dipper and his crush on Wendy mm-hmm. and that sort of like she's an older teenage girl and he's like just starting to like figure out what what He's attracted to what girls are, um, which, by the way, I didn't realize Wendy is voiced by Linda Carlini. Oh, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I don't think I realized um, that either. But yeah, I, I agree that that subtle like through point that they're still like kids, even with all the wacky stuff. And, and the you're right, like a coming of age story. I, I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do. I was reading through and I knew it only lasted two seasons. And I was curious why, because I knew it was popular. I knew people enjoyed it. Um, and I appreciated that it was the creator's decision, 100%. He said, that was the story I wanted to tell. We told it in this many seasons, and that is when it will end. It came to, we didn't, we didn't end it, where it is finished. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that a lot, because I we've talked about before with other shows like Schitt's Creek, like, a lot of shows just, if they keep getting renewed, they mm-hmm. just keep making mm-hmm. episodes. But, like, with Schitt's Creek, it came to its end. They told its story, they ended it when they felt like everyone had completed their arcs. And I feel like that's very uncommon with animated shows, especially because Mm -hmm. it's the kind of thing that's more syndicated and just you turn it on when it's on. But they told the story. They recognized that it wasn't just a show for entertainment. They were still telling this whole story and they finished it. That was all it needed.
1: Well, I like that that constraint. Like this is about the summer that Mabel and Dipper are staying with their grunkle Stan. And Mm -hmm. that is what the show is. Mm -hmm. And like we can, you know check in every now and then for a special or for a, a standalone episode but that is by and large the story we're telling that you right. don't see that a lot and once again especially when we're dealing with kids quote-unquote animation there will be 30 seasons of it and who, who cares like where the story's mm-hmm. going but yeah also that like that Beats from like the first season or the first episode will show up like several episodes later or a whole season later. Like mm-hmm. that's not something you usually expect from a, a kid's audience, which I think is really cool.
2: Yeah. I was thinking about that with like the mystery parts and everything unfolding, mm-hmm. um, on rewatch, how well so many things are done, like when they find um the other bedroom, when they find the secret room, the mm-hmm. episode where they're fighting over the bedroom, yeah who, who's gonna get their own bedroom and um you know, Stan's brother's glasses are laying on the desk mm-hmm. and like there's this shot where he's like sitting there and like in front of the TV sort of looking at the glasses and like all of this is going to, you're going to know where this is headed eventually, yeah. but like in the moment it means nothing, right. you know.
1: Well, even from like the very like first few episodes, you get like the triangle shape in like the windows, mm-hmm. like everything yeah. that happens is it's all there, which is really smart. Like, and you, And once again, though, going back to what you said, you can tell that They set out to tell this story, and it Mm -hmm. it was contained within itself.
0: Yeah, I always appreciate. I think that's why I liked reading so much growing up because it's a story that's told with its ending in mind. Like Mm -hmm. it's not like a like a like a Grey's Anatomy that's on TV (laughs) for like twenty five years. It's like we don't know where this is going. Twenty five years later, the entire cast is different. Like it has its end point in mind when it starts.
2: Grey's Anatomy had to come up with lots of tragedies. There's lots of tragedies. That makes sense. (laughs)
0: The cast really is entirely different. Yeah. But um you know, it it knows where it's going, so everything up until that point is intentional. It's not like in some T V shows last a long time where there's a plot point that's just completely thrown out, we never see that person or hear about that event again. Like everything that happens is for a reason to get to the ending. And I feel like Gravity Falls is very much that. Like it feels like which I wouldn't be surprised if the creator, Alex Hirsch, wrote out this whole story. Absolutely. said this is where it's going to go and this is oh, where we're going to start and I am
1: certain that, that from sort of the beginning
0: he knew where it was going to end yeah
1: yeah I mean the, um, you know you see that number three book with the six fingered hand on it it's like mm-hmm. that is a payoff that you don't get for so long you know
2: mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah yeah. there is no Eve in Dawson's Creek sort of moment <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> it's just like that <laughs> yeah it, more important just cultural like touchstone. Eve in Dawson's Creek she was Jen's sister and Jen died never knowing that why didn't Dawson ever tell her <laughs> He was right there.
1: Uh-huh. So you're saying that Gravity Falls was a higher concept show than Dawson's Creek, which I automatically agree with.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean I I will defend Dawson's Creek till my dying day. I love the show, but
0: the first season started out with Joshua Jackson with a teacher, and that just like kind of disappeared, and never and it was spoken about again. Well, that's what I think
2: that it's like <laughs> Maybe that's reflective of like how we every couple of years turn around and look at the last few years and go, oh, no, what were we doing? That was not OK. Yeah. <laughs> that Dawson's Creek learned that lesson. Huh? Yeah.
1: Well.
0: <laughs> and Gravity now, Falls didn't need to learn any lessons. No, though. I think. I, yeah. But
1: I, <laughs> I, I just I don't know. It's so it's so creative. I when you when you kind of work in the land of like, oh, it's going to be spooky stories, you know. I think it gets tired out fast when it's just like monsters, you know, like whatever. But it, it's so creative. Like the boy band clones or like, you know, like you're saying, <laughs> yeah. like the mermans. It's, it, go, it draws from just all areas of just sci-fi, horror, but then also teen culture. Like it, the, the backward songs on like the or the backward messages and in, in records. Mm-hmm. Like it's so aware of like everything it can pick from in the genres it's playing with.
2: Mm.
0: yeah i also appreciate that mabel and dipper feel very much like a real sibling duo because they're twins so they're the same age but it often feels like mabel is like dipper's younger sister that like he's trying to like oh D- mystery is trying to solve all these things and mabel you know sometimes is more involved in perhaps well, the more romantic yeah <laughs> side of things um but it feels very authentic it doesn't feel like they're just a vehicle for telling the story it feels like the story mm-hmm. is able to be told because of their relationship
2: it's based on the his, him right him that's what i his, thought his sibling okay, okay. I, that was my understanding is that yeah.
0: it really
1: is like
0: no, you can tell it feels a real sibling relationship real. yeah well, and that, that was
1: one thing i was gonna ask riley is that because i think that one of the themes in this show is very much siblings both with like mm-hmm. mabel and dipper but also with uh, stan and ford <laughs> Mm -hmm. like the the eventual brother that is revealed to kind of be the the i don't know the person that caused all of this anarchy Mm -hmm. to take place like that's it's very much about the relationship between siblings
0: yeah
2: um yeah it was was, Uh, alex hirsch based it on him and his sibling okay and yeah um no i appreciate that about it i i like the episodes where they remember like through their bickering like how much they love each other and that's on I always like those kinds of themes in shows. I do Can't find myself
0: why. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I find myself drawn to shows that instead of it being focused on like a group of best friends, like a, a a Hannah Montana, Lizzie McGuire type situation where it's like they're they're three buds. I do really like the shows that also focus a lot on sibling relationships. I mean I've been watching the new iCarly and it's like her relationship with Spencer is highlighted just as much as like a friendship An important relationship is as her friendships with non-siblings. So I appreciate that Gravity Falls isn't like two kids that are friends. It's important that they're siblings.
2: It showcases, uh, I think, an important part of the sibling relationship, Um, (laughs) which is like... And I'm not, and and let me say, I think you can certainly achieve all of that I'm saying with a friend, Mm -hmm. but you got to get to know them and it it can be harder. It's not always as immediate. Yeah. With a sibling, like you can't fake it and Mm -hmm. you can't try to be a better version of yourself necessarily um, to trick them because they know you Mm -hmm. and they like the whole thing. And I think that that's, there's something really beautiful about watching people exist Tr- like completely honestly mm-hmm. around each other because it's too, li- I can't trick you into thinking that I'm not this gross. This is who I am. <laughs> right. I, You know, I'm this gross because I've been this gross since we were kids. And so like, there it is. And I think that there's something very, for me, I connect to that very deeply, but I just also like, it's like you're seeing people together, but also very honest. And it takes a really long time in a relationship with like a friend or a partner or whatever to get there mm-hmm. I'm not again I'm not saying you can't it mm-hmm. just it takes a lot longer and yeah. it with a sibling it's just it's part of the deal yeah oh. I think it's it- I changed your diapers right <laughs> She <you> did not <laughs> mine no not
1: yours I changed my own <laughs> 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 Taylor has always changed their own diaper yep. <laughs> but I do think like that's it's not a relationship that's often the focus of something like this right like so often it's like you're focused on maybe friendship but usually romance and like that's mm-hmm. this this show is very much about two groups of siblings the, mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the grunkles <laughs> the, the the two kids but like and you see that that's really the crux for everything like everything that happened was set into motion by like these one brother sort of feeling abandoned by the other and like ultimately that's the end point that we get to which I think is really it's just a unique story to tell and I I, that makes sense that the the creator would have a a sibling relationship that they're trying to explore
0: yeah I also feel like that's an age group of kids that often gets left out of like live action stuff usually it's like either teenagers in high school or they have little siblings that are much younger or, like, maybe, like, middle school age kids. But this age of, like, I assume they're, what, like, 12?
1: Yeah, they're 12 they're, and they yes, turn 13. 12. Yeah.
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Like, I feel like that's not necessarily that middle age group that is often shown in, in shows, movies, stuff that's live action and making it animated, making them that age. It is that important age of before you become a teenager and are trying to be entirely independent and you're also older than you need mm-hmm. assistance and guidance at all times. Um, and that's, that's a really hard. what age. they do. Yeah. It's a
2: really, I mean, it, it's, it's a point in our life where as adults, we think of like, oh, it would be so easy, mm-hmm. but like, I think it was very, my recollections, my misty memories are that it was very hard.
0: Yeah. I would not want to go back to being 13, I think ever again.
2: Mm-hmm. It was it was a it was a time where you're really aching for the next thing mm-hmm. and really ready to leave the last thing behind. Yep. And then you're just stuck there, mm-hmm. um, which is it's cool to see captured, honestly, because you like you said, I really don't always see that. I mean, kids are often portrayed as like, what are teenagers? Well, they're all there to party and drink and have sex. And they're except all in for school. The, they're all in school. Yeah. Except for the handful who are like trying to be goody two shoes. And that's it. And those yeah. are the only things you could be. And then there are the annoying little siblings who like usually are maybe kind of serial killery, right? Like they introduce yeah. these like little sibling characters who come in and say creepy things and leave, yeah, or like give all, give you these like punchy one-liners mm-hmm. It's nice to see. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think it's it's also like the the actual like the the end of the series, which is like there's there's like the scene where like Mabel has created her happy, bubbly. Glitter oh. reality, yeah, her 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 fake yeah. reality, and like she needs to, like, Dippers the one that kind of makes it, like let's move forward together, let's let's like grow up together, like let's face whatever teenhood and adulthood holds holds for us. But that's also contrasted to like him wanting to be uh, Ford's assistant and like just you know like escape reality his own way. That that's a natural mm-hmm. impulse at that age. Like that all looks terrifying. Can I just stay here a little longer? And like Mm they, you know, in a very smart, symbolic way, they they confront that in the show, which I think is really cool. Yeah.
0: I also like that uh, they asked, actually just this year, asked Alex Hirsch about continuing the story. Because I guess they were going to make a movie and then Disney was like, never mind. Uh, So they made a graphic novel series. Mm. Um, But he said his ideal way of continuing the story would be in a video game that was super in depth in the lore and would focus on like a lot of the story uh, but in video game form That'd and that fun. feels very right yeah. that feels like a good way mm-hmm. of continuing that story
1: that would be that would be very cool yeah because I mean, the lore is cool i like the whole, oh, yeah. <laughs> like multidimensional uh i you know it's funny before i ever watched gravity falls cuz i was late to the, the i i didn't watch it till recently but um mm-hmm. Like, I've known Bill Cipher from a character that's, like, popular on Tumblr, which is terrifying. But, like, there's a whole <laughs> weird <laughs> fandom associated with Gravity really? Falls. Yeah, like, a very, like, handsome pretty boy Bill Cipher interpretation mm. that is popular out there. Um, okay. Just, just, you know. <laughs> I, I, I think the character is great. Uh, I don't, don't mm-hmm. think it's a good character.
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Um, also just as a side note some of the guest stars on the show the voices like nick offerman is repeatedly in season two um cecil baldwin was in season two a few times lots of just i don't know it was it was weird it was it was good to see like the first season i didn't you didn't see that as much and then it feels like it got popular and there were even like adult celebrities that were like i want to can I get in on that Gravity Falls gig? Oh, I'm sure there were. Yeah, yeah.
2: No, I know that that happens because mm-hmm. I watch. We watch cartoons, and I watch my husband go. I wonder how uh, I can.
0: How do I get on that? <laughs> how do I get on that? I love that show. Apple and Onion's great. How do I get on it? Just like when Prince was a big fan of New Girl and sent Zoe Deschanel an email. Well, had his manager send Zoe Deschanel an email and mm-hmm. say, "I am manager for music legend Prince. <laughs> he would like to be on your show." <laughs>
2: It's just like that. It's just like that. Right. Can you imagine that? Can you imagine Prince wanting to be on it? Like,
1: yes, absolutely. Whatever you want, it's your show now. <laughs> Here it is.
0: <laughs> they literally named the episode Prince, and it was just him yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I definitely. Well, yeah, yeah.
1: I definitely recognized uh, one of the creators of Rick and Morty is a voice actor, Justin Roiland. He's oh, uh, mm. one of the uh, the what is it, Blendon Blandin? One of the time police people? Uh-huh. Yeah.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. I
1: thought that was cool huh. cuz I was definitely around the beginning I think of Rick and Morty which, you know, a little bit more on the adult end of things, but definitely like falls into Yeah. That. animated shows that. that are trying to be visually exciting and tell more complex stories.
2: Mm-hmm. That was a uh, w- one of my favorite episodes is the one with uh when Mabel gets Waddles, her pig. Yes. And <laughs> that she wins him at the fair, but Dipper keeps like resetting time to try to win a prize for Wendy and like get Wendy to date him and and anyway he ends up sacrificing love for for Waddles, for waddles to make Mabel happy and I love that episode I love Waddles so much <laughs> I also love time travel things yeah <laughs> especially when they're all wonky and sort of
0: like that doesn't you know Bill mm-hmm. and Ted-ish
2: mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> um, I also read they did I know your kids sometimes watch Amphibia uh-huh. And they did a uh, Gravity Falls inspired episode of Amphibia.
2: Yes. I have not watched it. I walked through the room when my children were watching it. Yeah. And I was like, Hold on. is that
0: Grunkle Stan? <laughs> 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 uh, but yes. Well, I think that's neat. It was yeah. after the show had already ended. And mm-hmm. like here's a, here's a little nod.
2: <laughs> Amphibia is good, too. It has not um, captured my imagination the way that I think Gravity Falls did personally. But Amphibia sure. is a great show.
0: Um, but thank you all for watching this with me I thoroughly enjoyed its mysteries but also it's just like a, a heartfelt good good story about siblings yeah. I so. would
2: I would recommend it to anybody yeah, me too whatever age yeah. yeah um what's next it's my turn next, next right yes um I want to watch a movie this time okay 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 any any particular movie or I guess I should pick a movie uh-huh, not just a movie, movie. Uh don't tell mom the babysitter's dead. Okay. I have never seen this movie before. I can't believe I never made you watch this. Not that I remember.
1: I, I definitely remember watching it, but it, I don't think I've watched it since we were kids.
2: Well I have. <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> Sydney it, watches it regularly. It became important to me. Uh-huh. Um and I I hope you all will enjoy it. Alright. We'll talk about it next week. We'll talk about it next week.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh the fashion. Oh the fashion. Um, Thank you, siblings, for this week.
2: Oh, no problem. My pleasure. Truly. Um, Well, thank you, listeners. Uh, Go watch Gravity Falls if you haven't, because you're missing out. Yes. And uh, thank you, Maximum Fun. You can go to MaximumFun.org and find a lot of podcasts you would enjoy. Um, uh, You can tweet at us at StillBuff, and you can email us at StillBuffering at MaximumFun.org if you have questions or comments or thoughts or whatever and thank you to the novellas for our theme song baby change your mind
0: this has been your cross-generational guide to the culture that made us i am riley smurl
2: i'm sydney McRoy.
1: and i'm taylor smurl
0: i am still buffering
1: and i am too <laughs>
0: <laughs> That was
1: terrifying
0: That was good that was that guy. He hit a scary note it was scaring it it did opposite, didn't he? oh, hello <laughs> mm. Video games. Video games. Video games. You like them? Maybe you wish you had more time for them? Maybe you want to know the best ones to play? Maybe you want to know what happens to Mario when he dies? <laughs> In that case, you should check out Triple Click.